It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. An ever-evolving political campaign, that is the story for Donald Trump, opening its first week under new leadership, trying out a number of ways to broaden its support and to begin to close the polling gap with Hillary Clinton. Among uh, the the pivots or evolutions we expect to hear this week from Donald Trump is a policy speech on immigration. How is he going to change that and what kind of impact might he have? We're very happy to be joined today by Mike Nitza, executive editor for Bloomberg Politics, right here in our world headquarters in New York. Welcome, Mike. Thanks for having me. So, uh, Donald Trump, what has happened? We've had uh, the departure of Paul Manafort. We've got uh, pollster Kellyanne Conway, Breitbart News co-founder Stephen Bannon uh, involved now mm-hmm. at, the, at the helm. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's talk that from the distance, from the sidelines, Roger Ailes, mm-hmm. uh, recently ousted at Fox News, is also chipping in. What mm-hmm. are you guys hearing about what he's being told and how he's responding? Um, so I think what we're seeing right now is is definitely a change in execution for the Trump campaign. Uh, the the strategy uh, has stayed remarkably consistent. It's just they're they're changing the way they're going about implementing that strategy, and I think it's be- it's becoming much faster. Uh, and that that goes to uh, uh, the point of having a, a CEO of the campaign who ran this news site. So he's really fat. He's really used to these these crazy fast news cycles, um, and he's being more disciplined when it comes to. Uh, 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 the groups he's targeting, and that definitely comes from Kellyanne Conway, like you said, whose whose uh, roots are in uh, polling. And I think she would be able to make the case to a to someone who's as obsessed with polls as Donald Trump that hey, we need to reach out to these other groups in order to have a chance to win. Mike, uh, does Donald Trump have a pulse on what attracts people? for the daily news cycle? Because, for example, Mm -hmm. he went down to Louisiana, to those flooded Mm -hmm. areas, before the president and before Mm -hmm. candidate Hillary Clinton Mm -hmm. paid a visit. No, that's that's actually a really good point. He is a fully formed... Uh, media animal. He consumes media at all points on the clock. He's watching cable news. He's on Twitter. We've seen him tweet in the middle of the night. We've seen him, uh, you know, tweet uh, in the middle of his workday. Um, he knows what's going on, and he's he he looks he looks to a lot of different uh, media outlets to figure out what he's going to do next. I think you could look at his convention speeches, even which was very news driven, as opposed to uh, traditional convention speeches, which would focus on kind of like broader themes, more eternal themes for America. Well, uh, before uh, we started this discussion, in mm-hmm. the last couple of minutes, Mike, you were pointing out that mm-hmm. uh, people very close to Donald Trump mm-hmm. have uh, very recent immigrants in their families, uh, mm-hmm. notably 
Italian immigrants, mm. right? <laughs> so he's so close to an issue that many people feel he has, that he's anti-immigrant, mm-hmm. right? For things mm-hmm. he said about mm-hmm. uh, looking very closely at the Muslims who are being allowed into this country, no matter mm-hmm. where they're from, et cetera. Mm-hmm. What's he going to say this week? Yeah, I know. It's a really interesting point. And I think... Um, I think if you uh, look at a lot of uh, Trump's rhetoric and rhetoric that comes from the campaign, they're they're definitely suspicious of people who are either immigrants or the the, um, the sons and daughters of immigrants, and that comprises you know a huge uh, you know that, that a huge share of the uh, American voting public. There are a lot of people who are the sons and daughters of immigrants. Um, so at the same time, it's very popular with his base, and he he won the primaries because he was able to outflank. Uh, his his many many Republican uh, opponents when it came to immigration. Um, so I think that that drove him th- this far, and I think at this point he's looking for a way to kind of soften it a little bit because one uh, one it's definitely turned off a lot of voters, and two if he did win the White House it would be very hard to implement something as drastic as a deportation of millions and millions of of uh, illegal immigrants. I wonder if you could just cast your vision to the future and the debates that will be held uh, mm-hmm. with Hillary Clinton and, and Donald Trump. Are the expectations for Donald Trump so low mm-hmm. in terms of policy points and facts and figures and those kinds mm-hmm. of details that he may likely surprise people <laughs> during the debate? It's uh, it's entirely pay- uh, possible. This is this is definitely an expectations game. Uh, but I think uh, if you kind of start to think about how that expectations game is played, I, I think you're right. One that uh, that Trump uh, is not known to be the the kind of details driven uh, debater that Hillary Clinton was. But also, we're not seeing the kind of rhetoric that we saw in past campaigns where uh, you know when Romney was preparing to uh, debate uh, Barack Obama, uh, it was often said you know Barack Obama is one of the best debaters in the United States history, and of course it's going to be hard for Romney to compete. And then he was able to really shock everybody with that first uh, debate and uh, and. Uh, leave it leave it very much a mystery until election day who was going to win. Um, at the same time, uh, I do well, a, a few things that you could count on. One is that there, Trump will drive enormous interest in this uh, in this debate. Uh, you know, it's, he he loves ratings. He loves building up to one big climactic moment that will decide things. I think if uh, if you're a, a campaign like his who who's behind in the polls, who loves television, who thinks they have an advantage, they would they would definitely be driving towards one big moment like this. Mike Nitza, thank you very much, uh, executive editor, Bloomberg Politics. Uh, he can be followed on Twitter at Mike Nitza, N-I-Z-Z-A. You're listening to Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, my co-host Kathleen Hayes, and this is Bloomberg. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.